Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them i don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, And you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. So before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the lovely girls at Semaine. They are two sisters with endometriosis. They've been on the show before and they founded Semaine, which is a supplement company for people with periods to originally their first supplement was to aid with PMS and period pain. And I know that it is a lifesaver for so many people with endometriosis and painful periods. I absolutely love that supplement. It's really helped me when I've had to kind of follow protocols for SIBO or, you know, I've had a stressful time and I've been worried about my period. I've been able to avoid a flare with that supplement and they've always been so kind and um, kindly sent me sent me them when I when I've needed them. And now they've come out with a new supplement called the Daily, and it is a hormone balancing supplement, which is designed to help with healthy skin, stable mood, fewer cravings in your luteal phase, blood sugar balance. And they recently gifted it to me. Honestly, I said this to my client the other day. My blood sugar levels have never felt so stable as they did when I was taking that day, daily supplement. As you guys know, I I work very hard to stabilize my blood sugar levels because that will keep inflammation down and it also ensures that you have healthy balanced hormones. It's, it's really, really key. And I have a history of having really unstable blood sugar. Originally growing up, it was because of my eating disorder. But then in later years, it was much more down to firstly following a vegan diet when I didn't understand how to build my plate, a healthy blood sugar balancing plate. And secondly, because of my microbiome and my microbiome because of SIBO is 
built to actually extract more glucose from my food and cause blood sugar instability. This is actually a really key piece of blood sugar. If your blood sugar is resisting all of the strategies you're trying, that is a massive clue that your microbiome is affecting the way that your blood sugar is is being controlled in your body. So we need to work on that, work on your gut. And mine has improved mine has improved massively, but I still react much more um erratically than someone else would to blood sugar fluctuations. And I couldn't believe the difference. It was like I had a whole month of like stable blood sugar. It was incredible. And as a result, I had much more of a healthier cycle. I felt a lot more satisfied. I had less food cravings. I just felt a lot more stable in energy. So I'm a really big fan of this. And as I said, blood sugar is a huge piece to managing your hormones, hence why blood sugar is such a big part of their their supplement. So the girls have kindly given me a discount code for you guys. It will get you 20% off your first um, order, whether that's the daily or the PMS and period support capsules. And the code is ENDOLIFE, one word, all caps. So E-N-D-O-L-I-F-E. And that code is valid for the next six months, I believe. So you can use it at any time. Um, So let me know how you get on with them. I'd love to hear if you find them as amazing as I did. And I hope that they bring you a happier and healthier cycle and period. Okay, so before we start, I just wanted to give you guys a trigger warning that today's episode does include heavy conversation about abortion and infertility, miscarriages, etc. So if you're not comfortable with that conversation or if it's obviously going to be distressing uh, to you, then please feel free to skip this episode. So today doesn't feel like the right day for normal scheduling of the podcast. Last week, I wanted to take a minute to process the Roe versus Wade verdict and to deal with my own personal health issues. As some of you know that the latter half of last week, I was having heart tests performed for like two days and I was traveling back and forth to London both days whilst also not feeling well as a result of the tests. So I had quite a lot to squeeze in last week, um, both in the sense of work and trying to fit that in with the hospital and also a lot to squeeze in emotionally, like mentally to kind of process and think about. And I think all of us had info coming at us from so many different directions last week. And I didn't want to add to that Um, especially without having had the time or headspace to process it all myself and actually think through what I wanted to say. I didn't just want to kind of react. And the other difficulty that I face as an endo practitioner and that I had to sort of grapple with is, of course, the sensitivity of this topic within our community. I understand that discussions around abortion are hard, given that many in our community struggle with infertility. So this is a very difficult line to tread. And in truth, because of the power of social media these days, I'm worried that I'll end up getting trolled or cancelled for this statement, this podcast. So before I proceed, I want to make it really clear that I respect all views and opinions, even if they differ from mine in regards to this. But 
the short of it is that I was truly, deeply saddened by the Roe versus Wade verdict this past week. And I mean, that's an, that's an understatement. I'm not really sure what the words are to describe my feelings around it. I would, angry would be a good one. I don't believe menstruators should have more rights taken away from us for the choices we want to make around our body to literally become illegal. I understand why some people may have different different opinions, and there are likely some of you listening who don't agree with abortion, and some of you who do. But to then take away choice, to make the decisions around our body illegal, that's far more than just a differing of opinions. That's exercising control over other people's lives. And I'm appalled, but not surprised, that despite everything that needs addressing in women's health, that this is a topic that gets the most attention and that this is a driver that results in historical law changes. There are so many other health matters affecting women and menstruating people or non-menstruating people who are marginalised, such as trans men, for example. And these need urgent attention. Endometriosis treatment is a clear example of this, which has very real potential to destroy lives heart disease, which is one of the biggest killers of women in the US and the UK, and yet is massively under-researched in women and misdiagnosed. And if you tuned into my podcast episode a few weeks ago, you'll know that it took until the late 1990s, I cannot believe I'm saying that, for women to be properly included in research on heart disease. And that according to research, women are 50% more likely to be misdiagnosed than men following a heart attack. And one of the common misdiagnoses is anxiety. Then, of course, there's the issue of maternal mortality rates, especially among black, brown and Asian pregnant people. The rates of maternal deaths of black pregnant people in the UK are four times higher than white pregnant people. And the maternal mortality rates for Asian people are two times higher than white pregnant people. And another example are the barriers that our LGBTQIA community face when it comes to healthcare and their rights and all of the prejudices that they have to face just to get access to the same treatments and services that so many of us take for granted. The list of health issues that need this level of attention and debate goes on and on and on. So often we are dismissed and left to go decades without the correct medical treatment and care care that should be a right to everyone. These issues need debating. We need more rights, more medical attention, more political attention, more world attention on all of these issues that are leaving menstruating people not only with serious life-altering conditions, but with higher mortality rates. Instead, we are somehow in this position where choices about our bodies are being taken away from us yet again. I'm not sure how we are existing in a world where there is more uproar about someone having an abortion than there is over thousands and thousands of unnecessary deaths of black pregnant people or of trans people not being able to get the same level of care as a white cis male. And just listen to Cora's episode on my show, by the way, for an example of the discrimination that trans people can face. Now, even if you don't agree with abortion or it's a sensitive topic for you due to to fertility issues, which I completely appreciate, people with endo have higher chances of ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages. 
Now, there's debate about whether the overturn will go so far as to affect treatment for miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies, and I hope that it's unlikely. But at least for now, the issue seems to be, from what I understand, that right now, in this immediate time frame, doctors and patients are confused as to where they stand and what's actually illegal, because some, though not all, some of the procedures and medications for miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies are the same as a regular abortion. So the current issue is that treatment, which is sometimes life-saving, is being delayed because doctors aren't clear on what they can and can't do and are needing to check with lawyers before they can proceed. And this is genuinely happening. I had one of my community members um, share their experience of this a few days ago. Now, not an endo community member, a colleague. Um, now, I won't go so far as to pretend that I understand the extent of these laws and changes. I don't. So I'm not going to make any scaremongering statements here about what will or won't happen in the future regarding these issues. But as it stands right now, it seems that there is at least potential for delays in urgent treatment due to this mass confusion and vagueness. So you can see that this has the potential to have wide, a wide-reaching effect on so many pregnant people and people within our endo community. Now, regardless of why you may choose to have or need an abortion, I believe you should have the right to access one. I can tell you that I have had endo clients who have had abortions, who have had miscarriages, who have had babies, who have had ectopic pregnancies, and each and every single one of them deserves the same level of rights as the others, in my opinion. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to link in my show notes. Additionally, so many of you have told me that once your doctor knew that you didn't want children, you were dismissed and wasn't given the treatment or care you needed for endo. And that has been my experience too. Often within endometriosis care, the focus is on fertility rather than the quality of life of the patient. Not always, but often. Fertility is prioritised over pain. Fertility is prioritised over mental health. Fertility is prioritised over someone's ability to work. Now, I want to be clear that I know very well that care and treatment for endo is poor overall. And all of us have faced discrimination, neglect, dismissal, misdiagnoses, so much. It's bad full stop for all of us. And there are only a handful of clinicians in the world actually giving us the care and treatment we deserve. So I know we all have a rough time of it. But from what, from the pattern that I've seen just in my practice, I can't back it up with research because it doesn't exist, but what I see is that fertility is prioritised over quality of life. For many of you, that of course might be your priority. Fertility might be your number one challenge with endo and your absolute lifelong dream. And I fully appreciate that and respect that. But for others, it may not be. 
But that doesn't make us any less deserving of care. That doesn't make our lives and our bodies less valuable. And yet that's often what's communicated to us. Others in our community who don't want children, their ability to live a normal life where they can hold down a job and have meaningful relationships may be their two key priorities. And yet they don't always get the same assistance, attention or care, which may result in them not being able to achieve those. Now I can say with absolute certainty that I couldn't do this work if I had chosen to have children, 100%. And this is work that I hope has been important to many. But if you judge my value and the value of my work by the care and attention that I've received from endospecialists once they knew I didn't want children, you would think that my existence, my quality of life, my ability to do this work didn't matter at all. I had to fight alone to be able to be well enough to do this work. So the subtle message from these practitioners can often be, your body matters if it's childbearing, and if it's not, it doesn't. And so the overturn of Roe versus Wade just takes us further. People with endo who don't want children, who are living in these states, who may find themselves in need of an abortion, are even less able to access the care and treatment they need than they already were. Not only are they potentially less supported by their endo specialists, they now are at risk of facing prosecution, going to extreme lengths to access an abortion, or living a life that they hadn't chosen. And they may also find themselves stuck, unable to share what they're going through. Abortion is already a taboo subject. Despite the breakthroughs we've had in recent years about talking more publicly about sex, menstruation, gut health, mental health, etc., we still don't talk that much about abortion. And in our community, understandably so, these discussions can be even harder because while some of us may be deciding whether to have an abortion, some of us are deciding whether to have IVF. And many people don't want to be insensitive and may also be scared of the reactions of others if they do share. So there is a potential that many in our many people in our community are going through abortions alone and are in need of a space to share their experience. Even if they chose that experience, they still may want to talk about it. It's not, you know, it's not a walk in the park. Even if that person is really happy with their decision, really comfortable with their decision, it's not the easiest process to go through. And so they might need community, but are in fear of judgment or of hurt or of hurting others. And now we have this added layer that an abortion may actually be illegal. That having an abortion can make some of us in our community criminals. I mean, living with endo is hard enough without this to battle and to live in fear of as well. So as I close my thoughts and what I've been contemplating in this past week, I want to reassure you that I support everyone's personal decisions around their body and healthcare, whatever the choice. I believe everyone should have a right to that choice. This is a safe space for you, whatever your beliefs and desires, whether you have plans to have 10 children or none at all, whether you've had an abortion or you're struggling with infertility, this space is for you. And lastly, I want to be clear that I am not an expert in this. (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I am not a lawyer. I'm not a politician. 
My words today come from my experience of witnessing so many endo people go through miscarriages, abortions, births, fertility struggles, dismissal, prejudice, discrimination, and so on. So I'm not saying that my views or opinions today are fact or are 100% accurate or right, but they are my views and opinions based on what I have witnessed in my time within our endo community. And if you don't agree with what I've shared today, that is, that's okay. You know, we don't have to agree, but I really hope that my work can still support you regardless of whether we agree or not. I want to be able to, you know, support each and every one of you regardless of our differing opinions. I know that this is such a difficult discussion for all of us in the endo community, and I hope that I've handled this situation delicately um, and that I've tried to encompass kind of varying thoughts and opinions and challenges and issues. I appreciate that this will have been a really hard week for many of us for many different reasons. So I'm sending love to you all. And I hope that by talking about this today has made you feel um, less alone, has given you a space to think about this in, you know, safety. Um, and for those of you being affected by this, I am thinking of you and I'm rooting for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Music.